This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, hour two on a great day for talk radio. It's the Friday edition. Boy, oh boy, a lot to talk about. Our panel standing by, already uh, starting to gather in the green room, as it were. It's actually a blue couch out in the hall, but, uh, you know, it sounds better as the green room. Topics worthy of discussion. You know, I'm always interested. Danny Longo was just mentioning, you know, the retail landscape in this country. Uh, there's a lot of fascinating stories that emanate from that. Like, uh, you know, the folks with uh, the Canada Goose apparel and the for a parka. Apparently they're getting some heat now because they use coyote fur for the collars to finish them off. And, uh, well, you know where this is going with the animal activists and so on and so forth. And then the Gap closing 230 stores, Danny just mentioning, in Canada. And uh, Banana Republic is one of the offshoots of that brand. And I remember when they first cut the ribbon for Banana Republic here in Toronto and, uh, Whoever it was, the spokesperson, or was heralding the fact that we're the first Banana Republic with snow. And I thought, no, well, they got stores in Minnesota and Montana. And he said, no, I mean Canada. We're the first Banana Republic with snow. Okay, uh, let's move on from that. We'll get around to topics worthy of discussion in a moment. But first and foremost, uh, there is a story that was a topic of discussion yesterday when a divisional court here in Ontario handed out a ruling that said the suit from the Elementary Teachers Federation as well as the Civil Liberties Association of Canada uh, did not have merit insofar as Doug Ford and his government uh, going back to the pre-2000, well, I guess to the 2010 sex ed curriculum, some backdated to 1998, but of course it was changed in 2010, so depending on where you want to establish the baseline there. Uh, Kathleen Wynne brought that in. Some people thought it was perhaps uh, too progressive, and so it became a contentious issue in the last election here in the province. Now uh, they've hit the reset button, I guess, with a court deciding that this one is a case of the legislative body having the ultimate say on policy, and yet we're told now the Civil Liberties Association is planning to appeal. Let's find out exactly upon what grounds or uh, where this is planning to go. Uh Kara Zweibel has joined us. She's the director of our Fundamental Freedoms Program with the CCLA. Kara, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, so you're planning to appeal this? Is that still on plan? Yes, we're planning to. We have to actually get the court's permission. So we'll, we'll, we will seek leave, uh, what's called seeking leave to appeal. Okay. On what grounds? Uh, well, we, we, um, we feel that the court didn't... Um, didn't appreciate some of the the arguments that we were making and in particular sort of uh, drew together some of the there were there was our application as well as the application brought by the elementary teachers federation and they raised different issues and and had different grounds but the court sort of treated them almost as um, as one and the same and and we think there are some um, some you know legal reasons why that that needs to be uh, looked at again. Um, one of the important sort of nuances is that we, um, this was never for us about the idea that the government doesn't have the right to develop a new curriculum. Um, it, it was a question of why, while they were doing that, uh, they had to revert to this 1998 curriculum and what was the impact of that decision on um, individuals, particularly LGBTQ individuals, um, you know, students who who had content that spoke to them in the 2015 curriculum and and had that content removed, and um, and the court didn't didn't really uh, grapple with that issue. So so we don't you know dispute the fact that the government can 
can revisit and develop new curriculum. It's, it's a question of why, while they're doing that, they, they have to get rid of um, the 2015. All right. Well, as I understand it, then, uh, because this was sort of a combined uh, lawsuit against the government by your body, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, as well as the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario, uh, it infringed teachers' freedom of expression, that would be the teacher's concern, and put students at risk by failing to be inclusive. I'm guessing that's your concern. Yeah, so so uh, the, the Elementary Teachers Federation application was focused on um, on the rights of, of teachers, their their freedom of expression rights, as well as, um, you know, how how teachers' ability or inability to, to, to teach certain things would affect their students, and ours was focused on, um, on, yeah, on, on what, it, what it meant for students and, and for families. We brought our application in conjunction with uh, Becky McFarlane, a queer mother of a student in um, a Toronto public school. All right, so and you see this as a civil rights case? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, uh, and so the teachers, I mean, as far as that's uh, concerned, according to uh, the judges, the teachers would still be allowed to teach these, uh, let's call them controversial subjects that were contentious, and uh, they could do that outside of the curriculum if asked. So is that, I mean, or do you not even concern yourself with that aspect of the, of, of the suit? Well, I think it's, a, it's an important thing that came out of the, of the case. The, um, the government lawyers, you know, did have to, in court, um, acknowledge that um, despite the tough talk of, of the premier and the minister about, you know, we expect teachers to do their jobs and there seemed to be a bit of a threat that if they taught out of the 2015 curriculum, they would be, um, you know, they, they might be disciplined for it. Um, the government's lawyer in court was very clear that, there is nothing that precludes teachers from speaking to some of these topics from the 2015 curriculum. Um, right. And so that was, I think, an important um, thing for teachers to hear, an important thing for students to hear. Um, and, and you know, we're, we're glad that that came out of the case. But um, it doesn't address the, the issue that, that we're concerned about, which is that, um, you know, a curriculum document is sort of the, the province's official policy. And so it's it's good to say that teachers may talk about these subjects, but subjects, but there's nothing that says that they have to, and um, and that might leave students, uh, you know, out in the cold in certain in certain cases, and um, and it again doesn't address the issue of of the decision that the government made and why they made that decision and and how they considered the impact that it would have. All right, so you're saying there's no guaranteed inclusivity here. It's just implied that the teachers could, if uh, asked, take it upon themselves to address these issues that you see as critical to your human rights case. So you're planning to appeal this, uh, and you're saying, though, a judge or some court would still have to certify the appeal. They'd have to grant it based on a sound legal premise. They would have to d- decide. So when when will when will all this take place? When will um, the appeal? So we have we have I think fifteen days to seek uh, leave. So that's just the first the filing date. I, I don't I don't know if it will be up to. I mean, there'll be an opportunity obviously for the government to respond, and um, it will depend on the court whether they decide to to grant us leave. And then if they do grant us leave, there'll be. Um, you know, arguments put in and then a, a hearing date. Set. Right. But so, by the same token, you could be shut out. They could just dismiss that and say, no, there are no legal grounds to continue the appeal. The divisional court got it right. Uh, could that possibly happen as well? 
They could. Um, usually when, when if, if leave to appeal is denied, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're saying the divisional court got it right. It just means they're saying we don't think there's a reason to hear it. Mm. Um, but, but yes, there's no guarantee that they'll, they'll hear from us. We're, I mean, we're hoping we think we have a compelling case that, that this is, um, you know, a, a matter of public interest. And, and well, it may be a matter of public interest, but, you know, the court went further in their uh, the document they released yesterday saying it didn't constitute an infringement of the charter. That's pretty fundamental. That's basic. Not an infringement of the charter. So you're disputing that. Absolutely. Well, what's interesting is because the government and the minister, Lisa Thompson, has said uh, they're coming out with a new curriculum that includes a lot of these things. Why appeal now? Why not wait and see what the new curriculum uh, has in store come the fall? Um, Because, again, this wasn't about, you know, what the new curriculum was. It was about a decision that the government made to, 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 to do this, to send students back to the, you know, to the 90s um, in terms of their health and physical education curriculum. And um, and there's an important question of principle here that I think needs to be addressed by the courts that, that will help us, you know, in, in the future if, if governments, uh, other governments try to, to do something like this. So um, it, it's true that it may, it, you know, the, the new curriculum that the um, province is developing may supersede things, um, and we'll have to see what that looks like. But uh, in the meantime, we're still dealing with the decision that's in place right now, which is um, to to take a curriculum that spoke to certain issues that had content that dealt with, you know, certain populations and, and the decision made to, to remove that. All right. So the legislative body is not the last word. Uh, things should be, policies put forth should be vetted by the courts for their interpretation is the premise for your appeal. Uh, we'll see where it goes. I, I appreciate your joining us and explaining uh, where you're going here, and uh, perhaps we'll talk on that occasion when we see if an appeal is heard or not. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Okay. Kara Zweibel is the uh, Canadian Civil Liberties Association Director of Fundamental Freedoms Program. Well, you know, uh, we were talking to our legal expert yesterday, Joseph Newberger, and he thought the court got it right, the divisional court, when they actually uh, shot down this legal challenge saying it's not the purview of the court because, in fact, uh, there had been enough uh, latitude shown to accommodating. Therefore, inclusivity uh, was already being adhered to by the government as policy. The teachers could, beyond the curriculum, go out and teach all these things. Uh, It would include consent, use of proper names to describe body parts, gender identity and sexual orientation, online behavior and cyberbullying, sexually transmitted diseases and infections, Uh, human trafficking, all of these issues were going to be broached uh, in the curriculum, or at least as far as the teachers, if the teachers were asked and the parents could petition for that. So it seemed like there was flexibility built into it, kind of a compromise, if you will, because I know a lot of social conservatives thought this was a bridge too far and uh, they wanted parental discretion on this play. So I suppose that's really uh, how the courts allowed the government to affect policy with built-in parental discretion. Now you know. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.